0: Brain health has been very popular in the news lately, and this podcast is for you if you've ever had brain fog, cognitive decline, Alzheimer's, CTE, any of these issues. This is the podcast where we're going to jump into the latest research from Dr. Dale Bredesen, Dr. Daniel Amen, Dave Asprey of the Bulletproof Diet, so many other people, all the minds that are really out there paving the way, blazing a path for new research new strategies that are actually working to get your brain optimized and working at its highest, highest level, the Brain Builders Podcast is just for you. So get a notebook, get a pen, and get ready to open up your mind and get back to the person that you were meant to be. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Brain Builders Podcast. I am your host, Dr. John DeWitt, and today we're going to get back into how to optimize your sleep and how to look like a rock star when you're walking around inside. So we were talking about the True Dark glasses last time from Dave Asprey, and glasses that help your brain think it's dark will help your brain make more mel- melatonin, which will improve your sleep. When you get more quality sleep, you'll increase your rate of neurogenesis, and you'll reduce eye damage from blue light. It's worth looking a little goofy to grow a bigger brain and wake up with more energy. If you already know that you have light sensitivity or if you have dyslexia or other reading problems, you might consider getting the Erlen lenses that he mentioned earlier. These are glasses with a custom tint specifically for your brain. You can get them from a specialist who measures your eyes to see which specific filters will give you more brain energy. Dave uses early lenses, or I think it's Earlene, during the day when he's exposed to junk light and switches to true dark lenses in the evening. Sometimes he wears true dark lenses during the day for a half hour to give his brain a break when he's in a really bad um, environment indoor lighting-wise, if he's on a plane or if he just wants his brain to chill out. Wearing the right glasses indoors may or may not make you look like a rock star or just a total dork. But it can make you feel like a rock star, and it will make your mitochondria perform like rock stars, and that's what really matters. Protect your skin from junk light, not sunlight. Your skin is photosensitive and absorbs junk light just like your eyes do. Whenever he travels on airplanes, which have truly unnatural lighting, he wears a long-sleeve shirt, pants, and a baseball cap with the brim to protect as much of his skin as possible from the plane's junk light. When he does this, he notices a huge difference in the amount of jet lag he experiences after he lands. The light you want on your skin is natural sunlight, unfiltered by windows or sunscreen. So wear shorts and short sleeves if you'll be outside, but when you're going to be locked in an office with bad lighting, go for long sleeves to give your skin and your mitochondria a break. You don't need to be perfect on this, just keep it in mind and lean in this direction. Soaking up some rays is cool when they come from the sun. It's not so cool when the rays are from artificial lighting that disrupts your mitochondria. Balance with healthy light. In the morning, to compensate for the junk light you will inevitably be be exposed to during the day, make sure you get some healthy light. Your best bet is actual sunshine. Go outside for at least a few minutes in the morning without sunglasses. Show a little skin to help create vitamin D3 sulfate. Sunlight has all of the normal spectrums of light that your body expects, from infrared up to ultraviolet, and your mitochondria will work better when they get signals from this light at the right time of day. This obviously works best if you live in a warmer, sunnier climate. Well, what should you do if you live somewhere that isn't so tropical? Dave has lived in Canada for almost seven years. He he gets lots of sun in the summer, but it's raining for most of the winter. Here's what he does and what he recommends you do if you live far away from the equator. In the morning, after having his coffee, he stands for 10 minutes in front of a narrow-spectrum UVB tanning lamp hanging in his bathroom. Ultraviolet B radiation is responsible for creating and activating vitamin D in the skin, and it does not damage the skin the same way that ultraviolet A radiation does. This practice is controversial for reasons he frankly doesn't understand. He believes that if everyone far north of the equator did this, it would transform health care costs. It's like we have fallen into a trance. Excessive ultraviolet A radiation causes sunburns, which are associated with cancer, so we decided with no evidence that we should remove all sources of ultraviolet radiation. But Our bodies were not designed to be in an environment without any UV light. Exposing his skin to ultraviolet B light made a difference in how he felt, but what made the biggest impact in midwinter was actually removing the eye shields from one minute out of the 10 and exposing his eyes to a small amount of UVB light from the low-pressure bulbs in the lamp. Please read the warning that follows, or you can just hear it. Eye doctors and cataract surgeons will probably be aghast at that admission because we have been trained to believe that ultraviolet radiation is bad for the eyes. It is bad for your eyes when you get too much of it, but it's also bad for your eyes to get none at all. He's including this information here because it makes a giant difference in how his brain works in the winter, and it substantially reduces his visual sensitivity to junk light. There are studies showing that ultraviolet light in the eyes is correlated with higher dopamine levels in the brain. It's his hope that this area of research will receive more attention as a result of this information. But you should not expose your eyes to ultraviolet B radiation without significant research and support. You can purchase reptile lights or search narrow-spectrum UVB bulb to find this type of light online. Please be responsible, though. You can go blind, burn your skin, and even develop cancer if you misuse a high power lamp. That's why mine are all low-powered, and even those can hurt you without proper precautions. In midday, it's best to go outside at noon without sunglasses on for a few minutes. But if that's not possible, getting more red or violet light indoors at midday can be a helpful alternative. He uses the red charger at the Santa Monica Bulletproof Labs facility which has 40,000 red and infrared LEDs arranged like a tanning bed so you can get a full dose of light in about 20 minutes. He expects these will become more, more and more popular as people realize how great a stronger dose of light in the middle of the day can make you feel. But until then, one of the simplest things you can do if you work indoors under bright fluorescent or LED lighting is to add some red to your environment. You're getting overdosed on blue light, so changing the ratio of blue to red can help your eyes and your brain, and your mitochondria will thank you. Simply install a red light somewhere in your field of vision. He uses red LED tape lights on the ceiling above his desk and leaves them on all day to balance out the blue in his monitor. At night time, at night, red is your magic color. Minimize sources of blue and white light and use red or amber LED bulbs whenever possible or use true dark glasses. He uses the glasses in hotels and other foreign environments and red LEDs at home. He also uses glasses at home if he's looking at bright screens. You are electric and magnetic. Your mitochondria are semi-conductive, which simply means that they conduct electricity at varying rates. As you have read, the process of creating or heard, the process of creating energy in your mitochondria is an electrical process. This means that magnets and electromagnetic fields, EMS, affect your biology and your mitochondria. This isn't really news because back in 1962, Robert O. Becker observed that nerves, collagen, which is connective tissue, and bone were all semiconductive. Then in 1984, the head of the famous Karolinska Medical School in Stockholm, Sweden, published an epic $1,200 textbook on the subject and was promptly fired for disagreeing with the chemical view of our biology. Even with the profound breakthroughs we've had in understanding mitochondria over the last few years, the exact relationship between EMS and mitochondria is still being researched. But so far, we have abundant evidence that EMS impact mitochondria. For instance, did you know that if you are a man and you keep your cell phone near your genital area, it will reduce sperm quality, including motility and viability, and your testosterone levels? Cell phones produce EMS. In one study, sperm that were exposed to EMS had fewer antioxidants and an 85% increase in free radicals. That is really scary, particularly because of what we know about the relationship among antioxidants, free radicals, in your cells' and energy production. The sperm are some of the highest energy consumers in the body. Their little mitochondria are pumping at full power to provide energy for their one-time race to an egg. If EMS from your phone are making your sperm unviable, what are they doing to the rest of your mitochondria? EMS can also affect your myelin, the vital insulating lining of your nerves. In one study, rats that were exposed to EMS had significant lesions in their myelin sheaths, a greater risk of developing MS and neurological problems. Exposure to electromagnetic frequencies also increases blood sugar. How does that happen? Well, you know from everything you've read or listened to so far that a decrease in mitochondrial efficiency results in higher blood sugar because when your mitochondria aren't working well, the sugar in your blood isn't turned into energy as efficiently. And where is that extra sugar going to go if it's not used by your mitochondria because they've been damaged by EMF? It hangs around in your blood. Protect yourself from EMS by keeping your cell phone out of your pants pocket and using a headset when talking on the phone. This is another reason to turn off your Wi-Fi at night or sleep with your phone in another room. And if you want to take it up a notch, you can even install electrical filters in your house like he does. Electrical filters plug into your outlets and reduce the chaotic reverberations in your household wiring so you're exposed to fewer highly varying EMF fields. Exercise your way to a better brain. To maximize the brain benefits of exercise with the least time and effort, there are three components to focus on with your exercise plan over the next two weeks. Meaningful movement, high-intensity interval training or HIIT training, and resistance training. Meaningful movement. Movement can be yoga, a walk, a hike, a bike ride, or a dance party. Just get moving, but not super fast. You can do the same thing every day or alter your movement each day. Keep this movement to a moderate intensity and make sure you can carry on a conversation while you move. That's something that Tony Robbins talks about all the time, too. When you're exercising, doing cardio, you should still be able to have a conversation without being out of breath, so you don't need to go crazy intense. If possible, do your movement outdoors so that you stack up your benefits. You'll get healthy light while exercising so you can grow new neurons and mitochondria and energize them all at once. If you have access to a pool, swimming is a particularly beneficial form of exercise. Just being in water up to your shoulders increases blood flow to the brain by 14%. When you swim underwater, the added pressure, water pressure increases it even more. Plus, holding your breath underwater is one easy form of intermittent hypoxia training that grows mitochondria. If you're really brave, combine all these benefits with cold thermogenesis by swimming in water that is 60 degrees Fahrenheit or lower. If you choose a form of movement like yoga, pilates, or tai chi, you get the mitochondrial benefits of basic movement and the brain-building benefits of moving your limbs across your midline. This raises BDNF and improves cross-brain communication, which walking doesn't. Using a whole-body vibration plate, such as the Bulletproof Vibe, can do the same thing as 20 to 40 minutes of exercise and in less time. You can just stand on it or do a few basic yoga yoga poses while on it for 10 minutes and let the vibrations stimulate your mitochondria recommendation three to five times a week move your body meaningfully but not super strenuously for 20 to 40 minutes bonus points for doing it outdoors in the morning without sunglasses to get a full spectrum of natural light at the same time we have the uh, vibration plates or power plates in our office and it really does boost uh, lymph flow as well just make sure you bend your knees because if you have your knees locked out that can kind of jar the system all right the hit back exercises Just once each week, go outside and run for 400 yards like a tiger is chasing you. Run as fast as you can as if your life depends on it. Then do something that feels lazy. Either sit down on a bench or, better yet, lie on your back for 90 seconds. This way, your nervous system and mitochondria have more time to completely recover. Walking around during your recovery means your nervous system recovers less. Then repeat one more time. Two 400-yard sprints followed by 90 seconds of rest each time. Once a week will give you a huge boost in BDNF. How easy is that? No excuses. And running 400 yards, that, that is one lap around a basic uh, track at a school in your area. So that can be fun. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Recommendations. Once a week, sprint like a sprint like crazy for 400 yards and line your back for 90 seconds. Do it twice. You can use a treadmill or a stationary bike if you have to. Don't forget to pick the pine needles out of your hair when you're done. And resistance training. In addition to your meaningful movement and your weekly hit-back plan, a once-weekly resistance training workout to raise BDNF and stretch your mitochondria. On this day, it's better not to use antioxidant supplements as you want to create some stress in your mitochondria so that they will strengthen their systems. You can do resistance training directly after your hit-back to save time, or you can space it out by several days to make the most of your recovery. These will not be long sessions, so you have no excuse not to make time for this once a week. This workout was inspired by Dr. Doug McGuff's Body by Science. Using the guidelines below, complete the following five compound movements for each workout session. Unless unless you're experienced with free weights, I recommend using weight machines because they are safer than free weights when it comes to reaching muscular failure.
1: If you're not familiar
0: with these movements, visit Bulletproof.com slash Headstrong for a video that demonstrates safe and proper form. The exercises are the seated row, the chest press, the pull down, the overhead press, and the leg press. Perform only one set of each of the five movements per workout, taking each set to the point of positive mass muscular failure. And we're going to finish those up next time on the Brain Builders podcast, and then we're going to talk more about how to hack your sleep. This is your host, Dr. John DeWitt. I hope you found that useful. Have a phenomenal brain-boosting day.